I sense something. A presence I haven't felt since. Hey, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. I'm Roger. And I'm Declan. And this is the podcast where we each write a song in the space of a week and we talk about how we wrote them, basically. Chords, lyrics, structures, what we might do with them in future. How's it going, Declan? Uh, it, it's it's going it's going fine. Um, yeah, I'm tired. I only woke up about what uh, forty five minutes ago. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> the sh- the sugar in your in your sugary drink will probably kick in pretty soon. I would have thought. <laughs> I'll just start babbling halfway through the episode. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and before that, I can just have some like low key tired energy. This is going to be an amazing an amazing episode for everybody out there <laughs> just to see when the uh, switch flicks um how about you bud how are you doing yeah not bad not bad i haven't been up entirely long myself actually but um but got a song and uh yeah it's it's week two of the um of the seven weeks we're doing for this season 11 seven weeks of writing and um yeah, I don't know. It was it was kind of difficult to get something this week. I think we both wrote on Sunday. Am I right in saying? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I did have an idea before Sunday, but then my big... Uh, I won't go too much into the writing of it now, but like everything came together on Sunday, as it were. Right, right. I think <laughs> there's that kind of the thing sometimes. Like I, I was sort of the same. I had a few little bits of pieces, but then on Sunday there's this thing of like, okay, it's got to come together or else it won't, you know, because... Otherwise, you miss the deadline, which we've never we've never done. No, we haven't. Um, maybe <laughs> next week will be the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but but yeah, I, you know, I was actually thinking with this season eleven, right? It's episode two of season eleven, and it's episode one hundred and two, and something about that pleases me. Yes, uh, if it, I, I know what you mean. If it had been like uh, episode two of season eleven, it was episode one hundred and three or something. Ooh. That would have just bugged me. Yeah, so me too. It's it, it's just nice to know things. It's the little things that please us, really, isn't it? But um, <laughs> it's just nice to know these things line up. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. Perhaps not uncoincidentally, I have spent the last week just meticulously going through all the tags in my digital music library, just making sure they're all perfect. Because <laughs> that's the kind of thing that I like doing. And numbers lining up is the kind of thing that appeals to my sense of aesthetics. Oh, um, man. Interesting conversations on podcasts apparently don't, though, so... <laughs> Let's move on to the songs. <laughs> so each of us have written a song this week, and I believe that it is Roger's go this week. Uh, Roger, yes. what's your song called? <laughs> My song's called Take Me By Surprise. How long is it? Uh, like less than three minutes. How many instruments are on it? Uh, one. Does the voice count as an instrument? Yes. Does mayonnaise count as an instrument? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, two, two. What color do you associate with it? Mauve. What number do you associate with it? Four. What does it say about your inner soul and your inner torment? I'm broken. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Shall we take a listen? Yes. (laughs) 
Swallow the words that you probably heard being whispered as they walked away. Spoken in silence, avoiding the violence I haven't the heart to replay. Telling my heart that it's safer to part and it's easier never to try. Here in my head are the words that you said, but I haven't the strength to reply. So take me by surprise when I tell you that I'm done for the day. Spare me the singer you've been longing to say. I'm tired and I'm waiting for a different way to be home. You pay as a shadow stands in the sunshine. Building a wall and avoiding it all is a comfortable way to be blind. But take me by surprise when I tell you I'll be gone for a spell and save me a visit to my personal hell. I've got what I wanted when you left me alone with myself. Seen me change my mind. I need you to close your eyes and I'll be gone. So that was Roger's song, Take Me By Surprise. I really like that. That's a very strong uh, sort of tonality to this one this week. Ah, oh, thank you. That's all thanks to old uh, A minor and E7. <laughs> you know, going between those two always helps set that sort of mood. Ah, our old favourites. <laughs> yeah, um, that's basically how it started too, was just kind of cycling between those two. Oh, so uh, is that what well, that intro phrase is built on? The da 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 yeah, well, that's kind of an interesting one, actually, because um, it, it is based on those two, but um, it's this sort of thing where, like, I like to play these, um, like, diminished triads on the G, B, and E strings on the guitar, and they kind of act as, like, the top part of a seven chord, so, like, like E7. It's just kind of take away the E, and you're left with... And you can kind of move that shape up. Like that, and it's basically just going between A minor and E7, and it's sort of like neighbouring diminished brethren, <laughs> so to speak. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. It's kind of, I like the way that sort of that's used sparsely as well, only really there at the start and only really there at the end, uh, so that you sort of, it gives a sense of finality to the thing once you stop it, um, which I think is cool and I think is nice and grand. Thank you, bud. Thank you. Um, um, yeah. How did you start with this one this week? Uh, where did the... Uh, how did you um, get, like, the main chord idea for it? Well, um, I think it was kind of... Last week you were saying about, like, um, writing more poppy music, going 
you know, into this season. Like that was sort of um, one of the things we both wanted to do. And I just was thinking about you saying that. And um, and I was also watching Andrea Stolp, this uh, songwriting uh, sort of coach and music professor. I follow her on Instagram. And everyone should, by the way. She's really good. She's like posts daily songwriting tips and stuff. Um, anyway, um, and she was talking as well about sort of... Uh, owning your sound and sort of like even if that means playing sort of cliched chord progressions and writing lyrics you feel are a bit cheesy if it feels like you then you should go for it so I kind of went into this week thinking like um I'll try and own the bits and pieces that sound a bit more poppy a bit more um you know um you know have been in other songs and stuff like that um, and so I just ended up going to this A minor E7 thing because I've, I've wanted to for a while, but I've avoided it because it's been like, um, oh, you know, everyone's done that at some point sort of thing. I was like, you know, I'll try and own it this week. So I just, I found a little um, sort of, uh, you know, cod classical thing that I just played you uh, on the guitar there. And then I was thinking, okay, I'll keep the A minor and E7 for the verses and just see what melodies I can come up with. So that's kind of where it started. Um but God, I tell you, it was really hard to get lyrics down this week because obviously last week I wrote that um, uh, the whistling song. Meanwhile, the bird sanctuary. And... I love the lyrics to that one; they were just <laughs> so insightful. I really got a sense of the human perspective of life through that song. Thank I had to dig deep, you know, for all that whistling. It's <laughs> <laughs> real navel gazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was kind of nervous to write lyrics because I haven't written a song with lyrics since season 10, the end of season 10. You so, haven't written a song with lyrics since 2020, mate. That was a year ago. God, and it feels longer than a year too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago, back in 2010. Um, <laughs> yeah. 2010, 2020. <laughs> both feel, yeah, both feel true. <laughs> Yeah, no lie detected. Um. <laughs> but uh, so when I sort of had this A minor E7 thing, I kind of, as I often do, switch on, you know, the voice memos on my phone and just sort of like play them and uh, improvise some melodies and vague lyrics over the top. And I came up with something I think I'll be using again in future, which is allowing myself a shit verse <laughs> to start the song off with. Um <laughs> Which, by which I mean, come up with the melody, come up with the general phrasing, but just so I've kind of got somewhere with the song, rather than just kind of thinking, oh no, I've got a blank page in front of me, um, I just wrote down the very first lyrics that came to my head, and they were just, you know, um, I think it's on the very first uh, demo idea um, I think I sent you, um, and it's just it just goes, have you a penny to put in the hand of the man that you were for the day? Yesterday seems like an arrogant dream, that I haven't the heart to replay. So that means absolutely nothing, but it kind of, it fits the meter of the song. And, and most importantly, it just gave, it bolstered me up a little bit. It was like, Hey, I can still write something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There are still words on this piece of paper that weren't there before. <laughs> exactly. I will note that you, I, I don't know which of our approaches is more unusual, but you tend to write your words with the music as you're going. Whereas I tend to write my words after the music. Mm. Um, so this is kind of like you're taking one step closer towards divorcing the words from the music more in terms of just getting a melody down and then you can fit the words to it after you're joining us Roger <laughs> join the dark side yeah um, join us we get to be introspective and dark over happy major sounding songs that we've written <laughs> oh that is a nice that, that's a nice prospect actually 
<laughs> I have to try that. <laughs> you sounded genuinely infused. <laughs> <laughs> I am. But uh, I mean, I, I will say, you know, I have written a few lyrics after the music recently. It's kind of something I've been trying. Um, but even with the sort of, um, you know, uh, dud first verse I wrote, there was still that sort of, um, I don't know, what would you call it, like a limerick? You know, um, yesterday seems like an arrogant dream that I haven't the heart to replay. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, mm. well, is that a limerick or is that something else? Uh, limericks are um, like things. There once was a lady from Twickenham who did uh, like in that sort of rhythm. Ah, uh, okay. Um but the, like I had that sort of I had where the rhymes would be already built into this like concept of lyrics and you know generally like arrogant dream one two three one those sorts of syllables already sort of set in so that um and I think the thing is like that's kind of the easy bit in in a way because there's no real like intellectual thought behind that or even emotional really it's just okay that fits and then um and it was a case of like God what am I going to write about because I don't know about you but since you know, a year of lockdown, I just, I'm finding it hard to come up with things to write about because a lot of the days are the same. So have you found that at all? It becomes a struggle to write more and more things around the theme of Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think it's an interesting challenge trying to write uh, songs in this time. Uh, that aren't anything to do with uh, the current pandemic because those songs will just date super, super fast once it's all over. Um, Because that's clearly what everyone writing songs about this current time is worried about is how fast the songs will date. Um, But uh, it's an interesting challenge, particularly if you write uh, songs because the songs we write tend to be not always about things that we tend to do, but they tend to be kicked off, I think, generally about things that we do uh so for example i know when i've come down to visit you before and something's happened then that's spurned off a song or if mm. i've gone down to cornwall that's certainly fired off a song uh etc etc uh do you feel the same is true for you oh absolutely yeah i mean just even um I, it makes me think of something prince said actually once i'll complete the butcher it but he said, like, if I have writer's block, what I'll do is I'll just not make music for a month and I'll just go and live my life and then I'll have things to write about when I come back. And that is kind of the opposite is true at the moment. So, yeah, like you, I mean, you know, if um, if we hang out for a day or if I go over here, go over here, do this, um, you're just almost guaranteed by, you know, going out of the house and doing stuff to come across challenging situations, situations that bring up emotions in you, which is all, you know, amazing um uh, sort of, what do you call it? Fodder for songwriting, you know. I mean, it's even just a case of like you can write autobiographically about what you're doing. Like the lyrics to the song "Bring Me Out the Light" are literally just the autograph by autographical of what I did the day I wrote the lyrics. Oh <laughs> which, right. Um, uh, which, if, uh, for example, you had that now, it would be woke up, got out of bed. Went back to bed and went to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm not getting up. I can't be asked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I, um, yeah, I mean, 
it's it's difficult to write lockdown lyrics. I think actually I did write a set of lockdown lyrics, um, but it's almost like a lockdown version of the lyrics I normally write. Um, I've realised recently that, and I want to write about other stuff at some point too. I, um, anyway, that's a whole different thing. But um, yeah, I, I've realised one of my things is um, I find it difficult to just sort of um, uh, socialise and enjoy it in the same way I I. I imagine other people do. And so when I'm sort of, you know, it's in the lyrics here, sort of when I'm alone with myself, I'm quite content. But um, I suppose it's kind of like a, an anthem of like introversion or something. Uh, Introverts unite. Hey, hey. Individually at home where you don't have to meet anyone else. Hey, hey, we're the introverts. And people say we monkey around, but they're wrong. We stay at home. Yeah, we don't go live that highfalutin party life. <laughs> yeah, um, that might be a title. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think it's just a set of lyrics, really, about staying home. And obviously, I, I miss all the people I can't see so much. But there's also a part of me that's like, you know, uh, quite happy in my little isolation. You know, and it's sort of like, uh, it's a weird duality, like. Um... Uh, for introverts or like people who are generally happy with themselves uh, for company. Hmm. Yeah, I was talking with um, my mum the other day and she was uh, sort of saying like, in a way it's kind of fortunate that you're the only one who's not at home at the moment because uh, you are pretty much the best at sort of being content just with your own company. I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank goodness that's the one thing my mental health has prepared me for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you're preaching to the choir. I totally get it. So, yeah, I mean, I suppose that's basically the lyric side of it, sort of a song about introversion in lockdown, basically. But, uh, yeah, other than that, there's not too much else to say, apart from the chords are relatively simple. Um, Like I say, it's based around that A minor E7 sort of thing, so... Uh, generally based around A minor but when I wrote the song I realised that it was too low for my range so I put a cap on the 5th fret and ended up playing the song in D minor but I actually only realised that when I got to the recording stage where I was like because sometimes like when I'm writing I can think I'll get away with a certain key or a certain uh, range vocally because I'm like mumbling the song but when I actually come to sing it do you know what I mean? I, I have to shift the key a bit, so ended up being a capo song. I get the same problem, but always in reverse. Uh, like, I'll start writing a piece of a verse, and I'll pitch my voice where it feels appropriate, and I think, yeah, I can manage this. And then I'll find, I'll get to the chorus, the voice wants to go up, but I can't. <laughs> right. So it's like, ah, we have to take this down a few steps. <laughs> Definitely. And um, it's always so worth doing. In fact, um, I never even used to think of it, but you you talk about it quite a lot of like, um, particularly with the cover challenge we've been doing um, uh, amongst a few friends, like where you'll say, oh, you know, I had to take this down, you know, three semitones or what, whatever it is. And I, when you used to say that, I used to go, oh, okay, I, I wonder why that is sort of thing. Not I wonder why that, I mean, it's obvious, but to actually start to incorporate it's that. It's obvious, it's because I can't sing. <laughs> Well, just everyone's got their own different ranges and stuff, and you know, and, it's just... and mine tops out quite low. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, just, I think it's a great tool to just 
even if you write a song in a key, you can't particularly, you know, reach the highest or the lowest notes, as, as was my case this week. Just moving it around can really help, I find. Mm. The only trouble is if you ever write something that uses open strings, because at that point you've got to either detune the guitar uh, or you've got to suddenly play this riff. It was meant to be a lot lower, a lot higher or vice versa and like yeah. really change where it's pitched, which is kind of an odd one to think about sometimes. Uh, but up five, that's getting near like here comes the sun capo territory. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny that there wasn't actually any real like rational thinking behind why it was going to be D minor instead of A minor fifth fret. Um, it was just like, I'll try the capo here. Does it work? Looks like it, you know, or sounds like it. Ah, you're just throwing keys to the wall and seeing what sticks. That is a valid method. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, that's, uh, I suppose, enough of my song. Um, what about yours? What's it called? Who is it? Um, who is it, did you say? No. Oh. <laughs> yep, the voices have started again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, what's yours uh, called this week? Um, my song is called Guarantee. I guarantee. Cool, nice. Um, so, it goes like this... A one set emotional stand and still until the time I'm observed. In each new appraisal I cast off the values that I deserve I want you to keep me in line Your moment but you do it so fine When I have no reason to cry in shame A vacant vessel and an empty name When I'm on my own content to stay at rest I know something's missing but just what I can
That is a guarantee. That's uh, your new song, Declan. Really like it. Really unusual, sort of unpredictable chord progression, and very cool. Yeah, tell us about it. How did you write it? Uh, thank you. Um, this one was kind of a la- <laughs> that's all of my compositions seem to be kind of like a last minute uh, thing, but uh, the way it started was a bit weird. Um, I ended up staying up till five in the morning uh, Saturday going into Sunday because I hate myself. Um, <laughs> and just as I was nodding off, uh, just I thought, right, finally getting to bed, I can just put away the day. I had a piece of tune pop into my head, which was... I was just like... <laughs> Not now. It always happens Not at those times, now. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always exactly when you just do not want a spell of creative. And it's five in the morning, so I can't act on it. Right, right. <laughs> so like, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm quiet as possible going into my <laughs> Just to make sure I've got it written down. Um, so next day I sort of try and work out what the notes for that are. Uh, and that gets the first verse and that um, little bit before the when I have no reasons it's a uh, before that section. I think okay, this is cool. I can get on, I can get on board with this. Gonna need a few more sections. Uh, so because the way the chords ended up falling out on that first riff is. Uh, it moves between a B, an A, and an F sharp. Mm. For well, these are all major. Tell you what, let's just stick some major chords at the wall and see what sticks. Nice. So that um, uh, when I have no visions, it's a crying shit. That part is moves between an E, a G, a D, and an F sharp. And then all repeat. major. All major, yeah. Nice. Okay. Then uh, into the chorus, you've got uh, E down to E flat, up to F diminished. And Ooh. then, yeah, diminished are back. I like them. Uh, down to B, up to C sharp minor, which is the only minor chord in the song. And then down to F sharp. So it's uh, really moving all over the place and kind of using, yeah, like I said at the start, like it's very unpredictable. So, yeah, that's really nice. Well, kind of one of my favorite. Uh, because I sort of had an inkling the tune was, the words were probably going to end up being quite sad and introspective. Uh, one of my favourite things to do to counter that is just keep the tune sounding, if not major, then energetic and upbeat. And the way I do that is I just put all major chords in. Like, hmm. like literally, I did try putting that the one minor chord I tried as a major, and I thought it was maybe overegging the pudding a bit much. So. <laughs> I thought, right, you can have one minor there and that's a lot. Is there only one minor in the entire song then? Only one minor and only one diminished. Wow. So you kind of, I mean, it doesn't sound like Ramones, but you went for that Ramones approach to songwriting this week then in a way. Uh, I think the the Ramones sort of approach, you end up more with um, uh, power chords and more just like the the sort of tonalities implied Mm, in that. mm. Like these are all very definitely major chords, because I I just like how discordant 
they can sound. So if you can get a sequence of them together that sort of fits, that makes me happy um, on some level. And immediately you're writing non-diatonically as well. If if you know you would normally go to what would be a minor chord, but you go, I'm going to make this major, you know, just to kind of keep it going. Then immediately you're the melodies you can write over the top of that. I imagine are like a bit more unusual. Yeah, it's a bit of a pain to figure out what they are, but um, once you do figure out what they are, you get a reward out of it, a good reward out of it in a good song. Uh, and you don't fall into the trap of uh, ending up with a one, four, five, six song. Nothing wrong with one, four, five, six songs, but we're doing a songwriting podcast. We want to try and do something at least a little bit interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, try a few new ideas and experiment a bit. Mm. Uh, so once I've got all my sections together it's just kind of like arranging them in a structure which I thought would kind of work and I actually for the structure of this one I sort of was influenced a little bit by one of your songs Roger called Sonographer oh okay oh sweet which if you haven't heard it check out Winter Tape 6 which Stenographer is on because it's a fantastic uh, fantastic recording Um but you're too kind. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I like your music. Um, I like your music. Now shut up and take the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, the thing I sort of realised in that one was like, you think it's going to be like a verse, chorus, verse, chorus thing, and it just immediately goes into the bridge. So like, that's kind of what I borrowed for this one essentially. So you have like verse. Pre-chorus A, pre-chorus B, chorus, bridge, pre-chorus B, chorus. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so yes. It's, it's this really lopsided structure to it. Um, but I like it. Um, I, I, I think it's fun and it makes me laugh to think that there's only one verse in the song. Yes, uh, <laughs> absolutely. It's funny because um, now you say that, that makes a lot of sense. But listening to it, the times I've listened to uh, your new song uh, there was just this feeling of like hang on a second he's done something here I can't put my finger on it though but now you say there's only one verse in the song it's like oh yeah right that makes a lot of sense yeah which uh, makes me happy as well because I write far too many songs that have the structure verse chorus verse bridge chorus oh, me too I thought, well, everyone does don't they I don't know why that's the classic structure but it seems to be yeah well, you can get a lot of good songs out of it, but it's just, like I was saying earlier on with the um, non-diatonic thing, it's just nice to sort of vary these things up and just try different things, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, Definitely, yeah. So I wrote a draft of lyrics for that as well, and that was about midday Sunday. Uh, All right. Got that done. Uh, and is wasn't... this, sorry to interrupt, but is that after you've written the music, you're writing a draft or...? Yeah, so I get okay. the. It's pretty much standard in that I get the music and the tune sorted first, and then I retrofit the words to it. Uh, but, okay. Uh, I come back to it a bit later in the day, about uh, about six, seven o'clock or something, and I realise that the lyrics make the whole thing feel disjointed. So it doesn't feel like sections of a song; it feels like three different songs that have been rammed together. Uh, particularly around going from the pre-chorus into the chorus felt like a big shift. So at that point, I scrap 
set of words one of which the only really surviving thing is actually the song's title uh i guarantee a lifetime with me uh just because that was a strong set of words i thought right i like that but i need to find out what that is like what that meaning is yes Uh, yes so rewrote everything so that it flowed better and that it was more about one idea and also to sort of combat any anything musically that might make you think uh wait a minute these two sound a bit different i put in all those runs where it's like which is like it's cheesy and overused but it gets the job done it's like you're definitely then expecting it to go where it goes oh man i i love those those parts because well, first of all, it's just classic like rock and roll build-up things. But secondly, because the song's quite unconventional with its chords and with its structure, I felt like it was a lovely little counterbalance to have quite a recognisable transition. I shall now claim that that was intentional and <laughs> that was exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, so I will. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's kind of how the structure of that one came together. Uh, the only other big thing with the music of it was uh, originally it was faster. Okay. Uh, so it was more along the speed of like... Thing is, you get a bit sloppy when you do that uh, at speed and you're trying to sing as well. And it ended up being the case that... It, it you could do that on a distorted guitar and it could sound rocky but then i remembered wait what did i literally say i wanted to do last week right something that might be a bit more poppy so i thought i'll slow it down a bit because then you could imagine like uh i don't know more simps or more like um uh a more interesting drum beat or you know something you could actually dance to as opposed to maybe like just nodding your head enthusiastically I think I might even slow it down a bit more in future not too much otherwise it would be a funeral march but I've never heard you say that before I'm going to slow down this song I feel dirty Um, (laughs) yeah Uh, so that's kind of everything musically that I can think of Uh, could I just ask a quick question um, about uh, the the transition um between those two sections is a bit too um, disjointed. I don't think that's the word you used, but did you mean musically or lyrically? Because you were talking about how you rewrote the lyrics. Was it like the lyrics were just too at odds with each other or was it the music as well? Or It was mainly the lyrics. Uh, like you just jumped subject matter and it just uh, made you feel like, oh, hold on. But you also had the thing of the way I played it before. Mm. Like... Because that chorus is designed to be like quarter, um, eighth notes down, like dun 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 um, And the pre-chorus, I was kind of playing in a way that really didn't jive with that. Uh, so I changed how I was playing the pre-chorus. I put the run in, and suddenly that flowed better. Mm-hmm. And then once you have the words flow a bit better as well, it's not so much a, wait a minute, where did that come from? And more like, oh, I see. Yes, I mean, that that's a part of songwriting, I think, that we don't actually touch on very often, which is uh, not only are you writing, you know, stringing together chord progressions and writing a lyric here and there, but it's like, it's kind of our job as well to create a, a, 
a through line throughout the entire song which makes sense musically and lyrically and uh mm. i struggle with that too to be honest that thing of like hang on a sec the bridge doesn't actually make like contextual sense with the chorus or something like that so it's really think, interesting that you actually re- readdress those things i nine times out of ten it doesn't bother me and it doesn't really affect the song but this time it really did just feel like a big leap uh so that's why i went back and redid it this time also i think because in the weird songs before like they're either about something that is weird or they are the words are a bit word sounded anyway so it doesn't matter whereas this the like the the core idea of the chorus is very straightforward and simple as it were Mm. but it was paired with these very metaphorical uh verses which like you've got all this weird (laughs) these weird words in there that could mean absolutely anything and then you just go into this very plain chorus uh or a very straightforward chorus i should say right it's just kind of like these two don't gel together. If I'd been clever, they could have, but they don't. Right back to the drawing board for that one. I, I love how much um, thought goes into these things, you know, because I think that's the thing. Like sometimes we hear a, a song, a new song, and we go, oh, it came out like that. But actually to go, oh, I, you know, I read, I, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, looked at these lyrics again and saw what could fit and what didn't fit. Um, you I know. think normally because we write on Sundays, what well, I tend to write on Sundays a lot, but like you don't really get as much chance as you'd like to re re look at something or um, actually give it time to consider. Wait, is this actually the best course of action for the song? Mm. Absolutely, so, yeah. I, I find so often that because um, obviously, like you, I'll, I'll at least finish the majority of the song on Sunday if I even if I've written other days. Um, and then the lyrics are always, I think without many exceptions, like 95% complete in my head. So like, you know, the version that we show on the podcast is like, uh, you know, lyrics are all there. But once I actually record it again, there's always a few things that have ticked over in my head just because there's more time, you know. Mm. Like you just, you just come back to it and you can, you don't fall into the trap of like, well, I work for like 20 minutes on that verse. It's got to stay in there. Oh, that is such a trap, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it. Essentially, it's like a version of the sunk cost fallacy, but for songwriters. <laughs> yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I came at ages trying to think of a rhyme for armadillo. It's got to stay in there. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I, I have that with recording as well. Like, uh, I spent I don't know an hour and a half recording the synth section for a song last night. Listened to it this morning. I was like. It's not that good. But so part of you is like, I spent an hour and a half on it. I want to keep it. And then, you know, you have to go, no, nah, it doesn't serve the song, you know. Yeah, you need to be brutal. Kill your darlings, I think the phrase is. <laughs> That's such a brutal phrase. Yeah, it's what you need to do, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, lyrics, can you touch on at all, like, you know, where the lyrical theme came from at all or what it was about? or? Uh, I've... I think the idea that sort of came to me the second time round was like the idea of um I'm going to phrase this really badly. Um the idea that if you're single or that you're on your own, you can sort of feel I've written about this before, but you can sort of feel like the presence of what you're missing out on. Hmm, yeah. Uh and 
like sometimes that absence of something does have an effect where you can sort of feel like okay so if if this situation was changed how would i react and the thing i came out with like well yeah if i'm just on my own and you know uh i am very lazy i don't i need people to drive me to do things um and it's not like i i said like uh that was about like when I'm single and that is true but it's also a case with my mates as well like in platonic relationships like I if I'm just by myself I coast a lot whereas the minute I engage with my friends or the minute I engage in anything like I suddenly there's you get the energy back off people and you have a drive to like better yourself or better uh situation for you and your mates or you know you and your partner whatever it is so that's kind of what it ends up being about is like yes i'm a lot of work (laughs) but like uh i i can make an effort if something is there for me to make an effort for basically i'm a neurotic uh lazy mess but i could be your neurotic lazy mess (laughs) (laughs) i uh and yeah and i is there sort of an element of like uh you know I may be, you know, this way, but with my friends, it sort of brings out the best in you, or am I just reading into that there? Yeah, that's kind of um, uh, a key idea of it. I mean, that's the bit in the course, like, if I get it wrong, you can just drive me on, like, together we'll, re- you know, we'll, we'll reach the light, we'll make it happen. Nice. Something, so, something's going to work. I, I like that in your lyrics, that sort of like... Um, that look at friendship and and how it changes how it changes us you know i like that it's nice thank you you bastard um (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering what the strongest word i could get away with was (laughs) i like that bastard's kind of um antiquated at this point in a way yeah oh you utter bastard (laughs) it's kind of a it's a swear word the middle class don't mind saying yeah <laughs> it it can be on the bbc it's fine it's allowed it's in the bible as well isn't it um yeah but it is like strictly uh scientific sense isn't the scientific. <laughs> like in in its familial sense we'll say i'm a test tube bastard <laughs> yeah, mummy test tube and daddy test tube weren't engaged when they have me. <laughs> when a test tube and a test tube love each other. Actually, that's not how test tube babies are made. They're not like two test tubes. Actually, when I suppose... a test tube meets a test tube, <laughs> a test tube baby is born, <laughs> and that test tube baby grows up in a non-test tube world. Oh dear. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you like anything that you've heard on the show, if you want us to stop telling terrible jokes, if perhaps you want us to explain in more detail some of the songwriting tricks that we've been using, uh, why not write to us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com uh, and then we can read your letter out on the show and we can uh, all engage in the spirit of communal communication. Um, I, I hope that made sense. Uh, if you like this, why not uh, 
follow us on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Podbean, on anywhere you get your podcasts, really. Uh, and give the appropriate like, subscribe, thumbs up, engage, um, etc. You can tell I haven't done this in a while, can't you? <laughs> um, also, why not follow us on Instagram and YouTube? Uh, search Weekly Song Podcast for both. Uh, Instagram is going to be updated uh, a lot this uh, season because Roger is in charge of that. And the same is true as has always been true for the YouTube I'll get round to it eventually. Uh, <laughs> you're ruining my life, Mum. Where can they find your music? Um, so, Bandcamp is a good first port of call. Uh, RogerHeathers.bandcamp.com. Um, should just mention as well that it's uh, Bandcamp Friday next week. So, that's uh, Friday the 5th of March, where Bandcamp uh, drops their fees and 100% of the revenue goes to the artists which are supported so uh, Bandcamp is definitely a good uh, like I say first port of call um, but and... it's only a first good port of call on the 5th of March just look at the page longingly until then <laughs> yeah, just salivating um, but yeah also you know Spotify, Apple Music and all the streaming services I'm on Instagram as well at Roger Heathers and I put up a lot of videos of myself recording and um, writing and progress photos and videos and that sort of thing so that might be fun to follow along but that's about me how about you Declan where can people hear your music uh, you can find me on Bandcamp De- uh, DeclanKitchener.BandCamp.com where I've got my EP The Captive Audience uh, up there which is very uh, good by the way oh oh hush you um, <laughs> you can also find me on Facebook Declan Kitchener Music and YouTube uh, same thing where I've been putting up uh, those covers that we've been talking about, those rando covers that we've been challenged to do. One thing to point out with Roger's uh, Bandcamp as well, if you are, if you do want to wait for Bandcamp Friday, is that he's actually got a lot of uh, albums on there for free as well, which you can uh, download immediately. So do that. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about those things I actually made in my life. <laughs> yeah. This list of, like, 20 of them. Um so uh yeah we shall see you next week with some new songs absolutely absolutely thank you for listening everybody yes thank you very much uh we'll try and be be a bit more organized next time going into this (laughs) (laughs) all right ta-ra ta-ra